Hello and welcome to the Everfort Podcast. My name is Jocelyn. I'm your co-host. And my name is Matt. He's also a co-host. But this is our first episode ever. And how are you feeling, Matt? I'm feeling excited. It feels like it's been a long time coming and this has been something that we've really wanted to pursue and it feels a little surreal kind of recording for the first time. Yeah, it's crazy. We're like almost at the top of the pyramid where it just started <laughs> at the bottom with an idea and then things just kind of funneled into this. So we thought we'd make this first episode and just talk about who we are why we're here, hopefully why you're here, and just give you insight about, you know, what our background is and hopefully what we can bring to you as a listener. Yeah, absolutely. So I think a good place to start, Jocelyn, is how old are you and how did we meet? Yeah, my name is Jocelyn, last name Garcia. I have amazing Mexican parents. I'm originally from NorCal and I came to SoCal for school. I stayed for work and then I decided to stay extra long because I met Matt, who's my boyfriend. (laughs) So we're actually going through premarital counseling right now and just kind of discussing a lot about our backgrounds and figuring out, you know, how to fine tune ourselves to get into a hopefully successful marriage and I think you do a better job about talking about how we met (laughs) Uh, so I'll leave that to you because I think you're very proud of it sure yeah I can get started it's a story I don't think I'll ever get tired of telling but my name is Matt Hanif Um, I'm a little bit younger than Joss I'm 24 Um, I'm from the South Bay area originally I was born in Torrance um, went to school down at UC Irvine and just ended up staying So when COVID was happening, um, I had just graduated college and I was looking for a young adult group within a church and just really wanted to find that community of like-minded people who were at a similar stage in life, pursuing that same sense of community. So through some Google searches, I just started looking for churches in my local area that had a young adult group. And surprisingly, there weren't that many. I wasn't able to find many options. Finally, I got in contact with um, one of our now amazing friends, Jennifer, and um, just got plugged into Saddleback Church and showed up to one of our very first Bible studies. Uh, It was still virtual at that time, but I remember seeing through my Zoom screen uh, this beautiful girl named Jocelyn, and I was just blown away, super excited to get to know her, and I knew instantly that I needed to start talking to her a little bit more. Um, And shortly thereafter, we had a Thanksgiving uh, Friendsgiving out in a park. And I remember being really stressed about what I was going to make, making sure that I had some really good food to show off to Jocelyn. Um, And I made this pumpkin cake that ended up being really good. And I think it was was a pumpkin dump cake. Pumpkin dump cake. Thank you. (laughs) The dump meaning you just literally dump in a pile of pumpkin puree into a pan. But it turns out being pretty sweet and tasty. It was delicious. I was impressed. It definitely put you on my radar. (laughs) So in case you couldn't tell, as the story ends, Jocelyn really liked my dump cake, and we ended up getting to know each other. Um, Jocelyn's roommate at the time uh, purposefully ditched us on a friend hangout so that we could have our first little date together. Uh, We went and saw these really pretty Christmas lights in our area, and things really just took off from there. Yeah. Little by little, we talked more and more, and... Now we're here doing a podcast together (laughs) 
a little over a year later. I actually found our church the same way that you did, Matt. I did, I researched online mm-hmm. and I was just, I was kind of flabbergasted at how hard it was to find just a young adult group in ministry. That's all I wanted was going to a church that had other people like me who I could easily find and get connected to. And Saddleback was one of the few in the area. If you guys don't know Saddleback, you've pro- maybe you've heard of Rick Warren. That's uh, one of his churches. He actually started in Lake Forest, which is a couple miles south of us. And he's definitely branched out to other SoCal areas and yeah, we consider ourselves a satellite church, so we'll watch uh, whatever pastor is preaching from Lake Forest um, via video. And, you know, surprisingly, we were able to adjust to it. It's definitely new for us. We're used to having right. in-person pastor. But what's cool is it does unite you amongst all the other churches. Like when you get to go volunteer at a different campus, we all know, like, feel like we know the same pastor and we're all learning the same things and growing in the same direction. So I actually kind of like that, that aspect. Yeah. Being part of a larger church was definitely a big change for me. And I know it was for you too. That too. But it's, yeah, it's been really cool being able to go to some of the other campuses and see all the different ministries and initiatives they have going. Because our satellite is a little bit smaller, so we don't have, you know, kind of what you would call like a full service church. But it's really cool. All of the resources, all the ministries, all the good works that are going on at other campuses. I remember uh, last fall we went and volunteered and we picked pumpkins at a pumpkin patch to go uh, <laughs> donate to uh, an orphanage. Like they're just all these cool little causes that we're able to participate in because of the size and reach of our church. Yeah, that, that's really true. Going in a big church was also a little harder thing. Overall, it, it is a big church, but it is broken up in smaller campuses. And then within the churches, we have small groups. And yeah, this church that we go to happen to have a, they call a young professionals ministry. So we're able to meet other people like ourselves there. Obviously, that's how, how we met. And um yeah, it's been it's been awesome and we've gotten to the point of being as connected as we are to lead a small group ourselves together. Uh, I used to lead it with my roommate, the same one who put me and Matt on our first pseudo date. <laughs> uh, I love you, Fiend. And uh, yeah, one Fiend, sh- smart girl, she went to New York to pursue uh, med school. And so there was a spot opening and God moved Matt into that position to help me co-host a small group. And this was after we had already been dating and I definitely prayed about it because I know it can be fishy water to kind of have a dating couple that's, you know, not married be leading a group because it's like, oh my gosh, what if something you know, doesn't work out, like that'd be kind of awkward for everybody, I think. So I had a period of time where I was praying about it and making sure that, okay, Matt is going to fill this role because it's what God's calling him to. And not just because like, it'd be an exciting thing to do together. Like we have to think about the overall picture, how it affects people. And that's a lot of what we do in our small group and in our young professional groups. We think about, yeah, how our decisions are going to affect others. And we also see a lot of the needs within the church community and within 20s and 30s people. And we just felt like there needed to be a better platform to address the problems that different people face our age who are trying to grow. 
in their relationship with God, like wherever they are, whether they're in a small group, whether they've met other people like them, um, we definitely see a need to kind of be a voice and build a community to encourage people. Right. And I think that's really what this podcast is born out of are those really awesome, very vulnerable conversations that we have with our small group where we can just come and say, hey, I don't really get this. Why is this going on? We have issues, we have challenges that we all go through, and they're they're really intellectual and theological, but also just very real and relatable conversations. And um, whether it's lessons we've learned, things we've taken away from sermons and podcasts, there's just such this really awesome community that we've built, and the conversations are so welcoming and so enjoyable and so fulfilling that we really just wanted to have a platform to share it with others outside of our physical area, outside of our spiritual uh, community, just being able to spread out a little bit and share it, because especially during this time, there's so many people who are disconnected, having trouble finding that home because it was hard for us too. But I think that um, once you're able to find that community, those voices that are right for you, it's an amazing opportunity for growth. So I'm really excited about this. Yeah, even if you're not a Christian and you're listening or considering whether you should listen more, I am 100% sure there's going to be something that relates to you because we talk about and hope to talk about vulnerable topics, um, whether you're in work, in school, um, trying to provide for your family, or just trying to be an example to other people, trying to figure out what kind of people you can trust who would be an example in your life. Um, there's going to be something that is on this show that that you can relate to. And um, we are open to discussing just different ideas. And we try and will try to do so in a very truthful and um, systematic way, um, where we take as much as we can into consideration and also bringing the Bible in. I think a lot of people don't understand uh, Christians very well in this culture. Mm -hmm. And so if you're curious of what a young adult Christian thinks about or what kind of challenges they have that might be more unique, then listen, because, you know, we're, we're going to be as open as we can and bring that, that new light to you. Right. And I think that's something that we really enjoy is hearing different perspectives, sharing those perspectives and learning from each other's experiences, from each other's wisdom. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good little bit of insight into kind of how this got started. But um, one of our you know, little slogans that Jocelyn came up with that I really liked is that we are so blessed, a little stressed and making every effort to figure out the rest. And I think that that really encapsulates everything we're doing here that, you know, we're not perfect. We go through every bit of struggle that everyone else goes through. Um, and so one of the verses that we kind of chose as our guiding principle for this endeavor was Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. And I just feel very blessed to be able to share those words. I feel like they're really powerful, really something that kind of drives us in terms of the things that we like seeing in the world, the things that we like sharing and talking about. Um, and so I think that, you know, our point here is really just to let everyone know who we are. Um, and, you know, we can dive into a little bit of an interview here. But I think a good place to start, Jocelyn, is 
tell us a little bit about your life, about how you got here, um, and what do you do for work? Yeah, so as I mentioned before, I came to SoCal. I went to UCLA, studied mechanical engineering. I absolutely hated it my first two years (laughs) and swore I would never continue studying. I was just kind of going day by day trying to figure out what I wanted to do, if anything, with college. And turns out I finished that degree and crazily thought I would go for a master's. (laughs) So I continued at the same school, got my master's in engineering, and I specialized partly in manufacturing. So coming out of college, crazy times with COVID. I had a COVID graduation. It was a PowerPoint graduation. And I just remember feeling so sad about that because I felt like I worked so hard and I only had a slide (laughs) with my picture. And, but it it was fine. I I got over that part, but uh, finding a job, you just, I felt like I had to take like the first thing that came to me Hmm. because I didn't know what the job market was going to be like. So I went to manufacturing engineering Turns out, I realize now that like I do like it. I enjoy like how things are organized, how to like make something. I grew up loving like the um, how blank is made. Uh, mm. Those shows that would show you like how Oreos are made or <laughs> how plates are made. I just loved watching that. And so seeing this kind of come to my real life, like, oh, how electronics are made, microelectronics, satellites. That's like been really cool to kind of live out my childhood fascinations. And I moved, I changed companies because that last one just wasn't working for me. Um, not sure. the best work environment. And I do enjoy the manufacturing field. And I'm able to do that at a more organized place now and a place with a lot more direction and, and future options. So... Yeah, what about your career, Matt? You're you're on a different industry than me, so... Yeah, absolutely. And in some ways, it's really interesting to have the conversations we have because we're in such different industries from such different backgrounds that we're both figuring out what does it look like to exist at a company? What does a culture look like? So it's been really cool to be able to compare and contrast. But um, I went to uh, two years at El Camino College after I graduated high school, just knocking out community college, kind of figuring out the direction I wanted to take. And I knew that business was a general field, but I mean, that's about as wide as you could possibly get. So um, once I transferred to UC Irvine, I knew that accounting was the general field that I wanted to go in. Um, At the time, I really thought I would want to dive into audit or tax, so I started my major in business economics and took a minor in accounting. Uh, And through that, I started to be drawn a little bit more towards the hardcore econ side of it, learning econometrics, understanding um, regressions and statistical trends. And I found that side really, really fascinating. Um, And as I was interviewing for internships and just getting an idea of the industry, I was really drawn towards the consulting side of things. through my past jobs, the idea of going to the same desk and doing something very repetitive just didn't appeal to me. Like, I know a lot of people really enjoy the um, consistency and having that understanding of what you're going to do, but to me, there was a really strong appeal of coming in and doing something different every day and tackling different projects and having that kind of chaotic environment. Um, So I ended up moving into a consulting role focusing on internal audit. Um, I had the opportunity to work with some really cool tech and media companies for about a year and a half. And then recently I switched over to a 
banking strategy and efficiency consulting role, I think is the best way that I could describe it. But basically, uh, when banks have issues, if there's something that comes up um, and they want to understand how to streamline processes and stuff, I get to kind of play doctor and hop in and give some suggestions. Yes. I love calling Matt a bank doctor because... (laughs) Who knows what consultants do? <laughs> like, you you got to dumb it down for the rest of us. Um, in short, what... I mean, I kind of mentioned it before. Uh, I do manufacturing of microelectronics that go onto satellites. Mm-hmm. I don't have a security clearance, so don't ask me what it does, because I legitimately don't know. But <laughs> even if my I did, I wouldn't be able to share that. But Matt has a lot of cool things that he does get to share, and he really gets to go in depth about what he does for banks. And it's just kind of cool that there's a, like such a niche area for that, that these little banks are just trying to grow up and need a little helping hand. Yeah, absolutely. And outside of work, Joss, what would you say some of your hobbies are or some of the things that we like to do together? Uh, let's see. My solo hobbies are definitely weightlifting. That's up mm-hmm. there. I fell in love with that about like four years ago. And I just, I love how strong it makes me feel. And hopefully one day, look, trying to get those gains, not the easiest <laughs> thing if you've been there. Right. Uh, I used to be a big runner and I got knee problems, went to physical therapy. My physical therapist told me I can work around it and strengthen my my weaker muscles to avoid knee pain. But Mm. basically, my body wasn't built for running is like what they told me. And it was kind of inevitable. I'd have to work at this at this one like problem point area. Mm -hmm. And as I weight trained to get better for running, I realized I liked that a lot more. And yeah, I've just kind of, I love following like different influencers who weightlift and learning different techniques, how to improve mobility, um, how to, you know, get the correct form. I just, I love the mechanics of it too. Like as a mechanical engineer, like I think about it all the time. I'm like, okay, I'm at, if this is my hinge point, then what muscles are pulling (laughs) and how much, how much force is it really working? And it actually really has helped me in my weightlifting life. Um, I go to a gym that's primarily males and occasionally like a very friendly way they'll like come up and be like, wow, your form is so great. And that makes me feel really good. Um, so definitely I like the testosterone side of it. I just feel <laughs> like, I don't know, I feel like a man <laughs> when I weight lift, but that's the biggest thing. Um, I really love spending time with Matt. We do a lot of the same things together. Uh, yeah. We do exercise a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Walking, hiking, um, we biking love, every once in a while. We do go biking, hang out with friends. We plan a lot of things for our small group and Bible study. So that takes a, a chunk of time. Um, what else do we love to do? Honestly, I don't think we're as hardcore into like, this is our skill. This is the hobby we go into. We kind of like getting out there. We'll go adventure, check out a new city, try some new food and just kind of string together a day based off of, hey, we want to go check this thing out and then let's find a place to have lunch and then let's go find a good spot to watch the sunset. And we just kind of spend our time checking out new things, exploring new places. Yeah, we love exploring. (laughs) Food is a big thing too. I cannot leave that out. Like I love 
eating and I mm-hmm. love loving what I'm eating, <laughs> but I'm also not picky. But I, I noticed, Matt, you've liked a lot of the places I've taken you to, oh, right? Yeah. What's been like a favorite food for you that I've introduced you to? I think my favorite is this little place up in LA that has uh, chicken tikka masala burritos. Oh, and those so have good. been so delicious and just such a fun way to like end a day with a good big meal. Whenever my f- my friends come to LA, I like that's always on my top list of what I'd recommend for them to try. <laughs> um, but what are your hobbies, Matt? Like what are your solo hobbies? I think you really touched on it. Um, love working out. I think you're a little bit more into powerlifting. I kind of like just general weightlifting, going for a run every once in a while. Um, hiking is something that we've both gotten into, but has been a solo hobby of mine as well. Um, now that I'm out of college, I've been enjoying reading a lot more, a lot oh, yeah. of self-help or Christian topics that have been just really cool things to learn a little bit and discuss, um, and then a whole lot of adventuring and exploring. What's the book that you're reading right now? So right now I am reading a book by uh, Jocko Willink. It's called Extreme Ownership. Um, basically, he's a Navy SEAL, uh, writes it with another one of his SEALs, and it's all about taking like really severe ownership of everything you do and what makes a really good and strong leader. It's been a really cool experience. That is so cool. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin for recommending that <laughs> to Matt. Cause, Absolutely. Yeah. I think another good topic for us to touch on, I know we talked a little bit about how we found our church, but um, how did you become a Christian, Joss, and how long have you um, been walking in faith? So I've been going to church since I was in the womb, but I didn't become a Christian until I was in middle school when I made the decision. So growing up in church, um, I'd always been surrounded by very loving people and mm-hmm. very truthful message from the Bible about who Jesus was and what he said, what he taught. And I never really took it personally or to heart. And so one year I decided, you know what, I'm going to s- explore the Bible by myself. So I committed a year to reading it front to back. And as I got to the New Testament, it just really kind of wrung my heart and like revealed so much about myself that I felt was wrong with me and that Mm. I saw only God could really save that side of me and bring me into like a better mindset, a better person, better relationships with people. Like I only saw that God could make that kind of transformation. So... I struggled with pride thinking I kind of hid behind uh, being quote unquote like a good girl. That kind of was my Mm. saving grace, but that would always fail me whenever I did something bad because internally I just, I felt like I knew like there was something hypocritical about me that couldn't be reconciled. So when I started getting to the New Testament, the like later half of the Bible, I just kind of, I felt one day that God was speaking to me to accept Jesus into my heart and to ask for transformation and a new mind. And, mm-hmm. and he did that. I accepted him and I finished reading the Bible and I committed the rest of my life to following God and being part of a church. Wow. So my journey has been definitely up and down. That was not definitely not the highest point of my Christian life. Um, definitely one of the biggest but I think my life went like even more downhill years after that point where it just felt so many different things were coming after me bringing me down and then there were periods of time where God brought brought me out of them obviously he's brought me out of all of those Mm. but um, I 
I just, yeah, I kept trusting in God, and I've always known that I needed to be part of a church, that I couldn't do things alone. And more recently, I think I've been in, like, the better part of my spiritual journey where I feel like I my trust in God is just so so rock solid more than it has ever been I understand how God works and how he changes people and moves people and how he wants to use me and that's kind of been just the gist of my journey yeah and you yeah um so similar to you I grew up going to church um and really was just kind of uh, what I would call like a Sunday Christian I went to church and that was really my only connection and as I grew up um I grew a little bit more distant from God and from my connection to faith um through high school I had just a really tough time like a lot of teenagers do and I fell away and in college started pursuing Bible studies and things like that and um once I graduated really decided to find a home church and commit myself but um, I think the the day that I would really consider myself as becoming a Christian was I was listening to uh, one of Pastor Rick Warren's sermons, just going for a run uh, near my house over in Redondo Beach. And I can remember exactly where I was. I was crossing uh, these railroad tracks, and Pastor Rick was giving a really, really brutal description of Christ's sacrifice for our sins and um, repenting and being born new, transforming, as you said. And I was just really overwhelmed by my love and my appreciation and knew that in that moment I really wanted to dedicate myself to a life with Christ, to find a community, to fulfill my purpose in Him. And my life really hasn't been the same since. The last year and a half, two years have been an absolute whirlwind. And I think myself, you, and everyone we've been around has grown so, so much. It's been really incredible. That's awesome. Would you say before that decisive decision you considered and called yourself a Christian? Yeah, I I definitely would have. Um, I would still say that I believed in God, but I wasn't as committed or wasn't as intentional with my faith. Yeah, I mean, people can believe in God, but they don't necessarily know like the kind of God they believe in or who he is. So I could totally see that. And even though I grew up in the church, I probably would have considered myself a Christian too before I decided to actually, you know, be committed to it, you know, to be open to being accountable for what it says. You know, if people call you out for not doing what the Bible says, it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. I should be, you know, more aligned with it. Right. And I think that's one of the amazing parts of being in a group is that we can share in each other's joys, sufferings, hold each other accountable. And it's just an awesome little community for us. I mean, I could go on for hours. I feel like we've covered a lot already. But is there anything else that you want to touch on, Joss? No, I think that about sums it up. I mean, we're obviously going to reveal a lot more about ourselves with the more episodes we do and share tidbits Mm -hmm. and stories and and uh, biblical truth so um yeah again we're part of an amazing small group and young adult ministry and we're just trying to bring that environment to you guys up front we want it to be uh, a virtual supplement to your christian walk we definitely don't want this to be your bible study or to be your church but we do want to provide that you know, fun, open atmosphere, discuss life, relationships, struggles, jobs, uh, career, and, and whatnot, and definitely discuss culture and challenge what it says, see if right. it, it aligns with good things in general. 
and also bring facts to it. You know, what kind of research is out there that either proves or disproves different beliefs? And that will be an interesting to talk about. Matt and I love talking. We talk about this <laughs> stuff on a regular basis and well, might as well record it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And as we're getting started, we really appreciate everyone's support. If you could go follow us on Instagram at Every Effort Podcast, we would love to interact with you guys, to hear your feedback, to hear any suggestions or questions for things you would like to hear us talk about. But that's really it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Thanks, guys, for listening. 